Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello, and with me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you doing today? I am feeling the grid. Feeling the grid. Well, as promised, if you've been listening for the last couple of weeks, you know that we are excited to bring you a preview of the Tron light cycle run that is set to debut at Disney's Magic Kingdom. Uh, but you were there for a a preview, so we're excited to talk to you about it. And I was lucky to be invited to this preview, but I was lucky along with many others. I was going as part of my Disney Vacation Club membership. So lots of DVC members were there with me that day, and you could tell how excited they all were. Well, and so obviously, as you mentioned, DVC, it's that time that we mentioned our friends over at DVC News. And for more than a decade, DVC News has provided the latest news and information regarding the Disney Vacation Club timeshare program and its member resorts. Visit them at dvcnews.com where you can sign up for their email newsletter or look for them at facebook.com forward slash DVC News or twitter.com forward slash DVC News. So I am a DVC member. I was not fortunate enough to be on property during the window. I'm going a little bit past that window, which is unfortunate for me. But you did get a chance to walk through it. We've seen this thing being constructed and going up for what seems like years at this point. Uh, COVID obviously jumped in the middle of that. But it's cool that you got a chance to kind of walk through it before it officially opens. It is tall. It is large in scope it lights up at night it is super exciting and as you said we've been waiting a long time for this and it's not it is opening for us april 4th correct correct so magic kingdom walt disney world this will open april 4th 2023 and if you've done some searching online because we know you're all big disney fans like us and you're finding a lot of info on it you may be seeing the Tron ride over in Shanghai because that opened back in June of 2016. So essentially, this is not the first time we're seeing Disney lift a a ride from any of their parks and place it in another parks. They've done it with American attractions that were open first and put it abroad and, and now vice versa. So it is the type of thing that if you've been over there, it'll be familiar to you, correct? Most definitely. Anytime there's anything that's new, we've seen this now for the last several years, right? It, it really, really started for for the majority of us paying attention to it with the rise of the resistance. And then it ended up going to Guardians of the Galaxy. So it, sometimes when these attractions open, it's difficult to get on. They've done some things within your My Disney Experience app. They've done some things, obviously, with Genie Plus to change the way that we you know, get on our attractions. So my question to you is what everybody's thinking, right? Brand new. The anticipation is high. How difficult do you think it's going to be to get on this ride? It's going to be a little bit tough, but I think you're definitely correct in talking about Rise of the Resistance. But what I always think of when I think of new attraction opening in Long Line is the opening of Flight of Passage. Okay. It was well, not true. unusual <laughs> for people to be online four hours and five hours and in the sun. And even though I think that has the world's longest queue ever. They had to figure out how to run the line through the park. And I think that's what really sparked them to say, we can do better than this. Right. We can't promise we can get everybody on, but we can't make people stand online for three, four, and five hours. 
And so the virtual queue was born. The virtual queue pre-COVID opened twice a day, 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. I will tell you, you've got to be amazingly quick-fingered <laughs> and super lucky to get that 7 a.m. Typically, when a new ride is out and even still on something like Guardians that's been out for months, that 7 a.m. queue is full by 7 a.m. and 8 seconds. Right. Which is There's which has led people to be pretty frustrated. I mean, let's be honest. It's a frustrating experience when that's what you when you've got up on vacation to do it and you failed. It is, and I think the other part of the frustration when we talk about Genie Plus, I always say to our clients, you don't have to spend the extra money if you don't want to, because every ride has Genie Plus or not. Or standby, but you can get online to do a ride. When there's a virtual queue, that replaces the standby so that you're standing by virtually. So if you don't get into the queue, your only other option is going to be to purchase that, that individual select attraction. So I will tell you, I don't recommend you try for the 7 a.m. Don't get up just for it and to start your day with that frustration. Go for the 1 p.m. Also, if you're a deluxe resort guest, till further notice, there is one night a week Magic Kingdom stays open just for deluxe resort guests. And they will open a third virtual queue at 6 p.m. So a great benefit for staying on site. Disney committed to only one individual attraction per park. So while they've announced that this is going to be the attraction, what they haven't announced that I know is coming is that means that Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is no longer going to be an individual attraction and it's going to move into Genie Plus. So the ripple effect. I mean, the ripple effect is is natural. It's, we've seen that in a couple of different parks. Um, but you think that that's, that's going to be where the difficulty lies, is, is landing a spot in that virtual queue. It is, especially April 4th, 5th, 6th. Right, Are you right. celebrating my birthday down there? Sure. It's going to be tough. I guess at this point, does it make sense to transition to giving us the basics for what this attraction is? You bet. So the attraction is a coaster, as we said. It does have a height requirement. It is a minimum of 48 inches tall in order to ride. One of the things that really surprised me, full disclosure, I did not ride. I had people with me that rode. I talked to people in the queue. I talked to cast members in that park and over in Epcot later in the day because they saw my Tron wristband. Um, Part of why I didn't ride is I'm having knee surgery and the way that you have to sit for this would be pretty impossible for me. Right. But I was doing Disney in a scooter because I can't walk any kind of distance right now. And one of the things that we've seen is the incredible efforts they've gone to to make the queues a little bit bigger, the turn points big enough that scooters can go right through. So I was really surprised as I was entering the Tron area to be stopped by a cast member and ask, can I park my scooter out here? And if I can't park it out here, I am going to have to park it before I get online and enter the building. So they do have what they call those transfer wheelchairs and somebody can push you. 
but it is a really long distance once you have to park your scooter. So be prepared for that transfer. What else about the basics there? Because everything that we're reading, anybody that's looked at this thing, I mean, I've been looking at it for a while, right? I mean, these, some of these previews you and I have talked about, the, the preview for some cast members has been open for a long time. And so some of the feedback that we're seeing pertains to that actual ride seat that you described, right? Some people are calling it pretty tight. So is that what people are, are still describing as you were witnessing them come off? bit so i'm also again going to compare it to flight of passage when flight of passage opened we had some concerns there and the tough thing is we all carry our weight differently we all carry our muscle differently so there's no magical number to say if you weigh more than x or less than y you're gonna fit right some of it is about how your weight is distributed but i will also say that this ride has a very unique way that you're sitting. So you are riding a motorbike. You are kind of hunched over and then you're grabbing forward and grabbing the handlebars, kind of leaning over the front of the vehicle. The, your legs, there's a security system that comes down kind of on the back of your legs. And not only does it take the right body type to fit in there, but the, common thing that i heard over and over was it's not that comfortable well it just sounds it sounds like it's disorienting too because it doesn't sound like anything else that that we've we've had on property i think that's a good part of it but even you know little tiny people saying to me you know i love the ride i'm glad i did it but I wouldn't get back on right away because it was so uncomfortable sitting there. Interesting. The way that your legs are pressed in, the way that your stomach kind of goes down and your chest. Um, But I'm hearing everybody who wrote it loved it. It's a top ride, but it's a fast ride. So before we go go into the speed too, because one of the things that I, I did hear, and I know you and I spoke briefly about it, the the back row, right? The back row is is not limited to to the the seating that you're talking about, correct? It is not. However, it is not the back row of all of the vehicles. It is the back row of a limited number of vehicles. Okay, are a different type of seat for accessibility reasons, but they're really trying to enforce only those that absolutely need them because each vehicle has space for 14 riders that back row is for two and again it's not on every vehicle so it's a small number of people that can ride that they're really trying to reserve it for those that a thousand percent need it so that the line for the accessible seating right doesn't back up drastically beyond the ride line got it all right so you started to talk about the speed and i cut you off i'm sorry Talk to us about the speed, because obviously for folks that have seen the films, you know, for folks that are familiar with the intellectual property where this this ride is born out of, the speed of these light cycles is something that's memorable from the films. So there would be no way to create this experience if they weren't fast. It is a fast ride, both in speed and in time. It's 59.3 miles an hour. Okay. That point three is clearly the make or break. Sure, obviously. And three is the magical number, 100, 
a one minute, 53 seconds. We hear these, these metrics that you just threw out there, 59.3 miles an hour and one minute and 53 seconds. And immediately anybody that's ridden any kind of ride on property goes, well, where does that rank in comparison to the other stuff that's, that's on property, right? So you bet. So right in front of Tron is Space Mountain, which again, a lot of these rides, Tron included, is a little bit about perception. Space Mountain, because of the dark, you're probably all guessing what you think the speed is. It's less than half the speed of Tron. It's only 27 miles an hour. Okay. Mine Train, 34 miles. Big Thunder, 36 miles. Slinky Dog Dash, 40 miles an hour. But I think what Disney is hearing is we want more. We want faster because the ride that we just talked about that opened previous to this, Guardians, is actually one mile faster per hour than Tron. Okay. And what about like length of time? This ride is on the short side. Some people have said to me that's great because I was ready to be done sitting the way that I was in the seat. But Everybody I talk to, I kind of make a lot of friends in the park and ask people questions. You? No, come on. Everybody thought it was substantially shorter than it was. Um, Again, one minute, 53 seconds compared to something like Mine Train, two minutes, 50 seconds. So an additional minute, which, you know, maybe you're saying to me, it's a minute. No, that's a long time. That's a long time. It's an extra 33% of the ride on mine train. Yeah. And Guardians, three minutes, 10 seconds. And I think part of it is how long is the ride? How long am I getting the thrill? Right. But one of the other things that I heard is I'm glad I wrote it. I would love to do it again, but it's so short. I don't want to wait in a long line for such a short ride. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that that, that makes total sense. Um, Talk to me about, you know, the the structure, right? Because you're walking in and you're seeing this thing. Like, I've been watching this go up. I, use, I, I can vividly remember when it first started to reach the sky. I was standing online for Goofy's Barnstormer with my two small kids watching them construct this. So we I've seen that canopy that's being built forever. Like, the perception is that it's going around that entire canopy. So I haven't seen it since they've really kind of begun the soft open, so to speak. What's it my... what's goes what... around a large part of it. It definitely doesn't cover the entire canopy. But one of the really cool things is you walk up under the canopy to get into the ride. And the area you're parking, scooters and strollers and things, is under the canopy and you're exiting under the canopy. Okay. So anybody with any doubt, I mean, literally, I know I couldn't do it, but probably if I was Elastigirl and my arm was an extra five <laughs> feet longer, I could have touched one of the people coming by. Oh, wow. Okay. I but- mean, it is neat. You can really be up close with it. I think one of the things, if you're on the fence or you've got a child who's a little afraid, you can stand on the, under the canopy watching where it's coming from and you know it's coming because you hear that train yeah well before you see it you had given us the breakdown you know of, of 14 riders per train is there anything else that you want to discuss before i ask you to, to actually take us through literally walk us through it in your in your instance you rolled through but walk us through the experience is there anything else Let's that do it. okay go ahead so as i said it's thankfully nicely shaded 
um, with some nice fans. So as we're getting to the height of summer, you'll be cool. You are going to enter into the building and that's really where the attraction begins. There is substantially more pre-show to this than there is ride, which if you're not a coaster rider, get online with your family, go through it. There's a lot to see and it is very cool. You kind of walk down this highly digitized hallway with, you know, different light beams and sound and into this room. Again, I'm going to say similar to Flight of Passage where the TV screen comes on, you're all welcomed and you're told to stand still while you're digitized into World of Tron joining Team Blue. Okay. Once that digitization is over, you're going to head out of that room start into the queue and one of the other really cool things is there's a bridge over the track where they shoot the trains off so we were those people that just stood there for a couple of minutes (laughs) and just watching and watched a bunch of the trains launch yeah definitely i would have done that too (laughs) once you get through that you're going to enter another room where there's a two minute and ten second video and i point that out again two minutes ten second video for a one minute, 53 second ride (laughs) that gives you instructions on how to ride, what the mission is, you know, what Team Blue is doing. But it's really about telling you that, you know, people who have back issues, people who are pregnant shouldn't be riding. Right, yeah. That you can't take anything bigger than a cell phone, glasses, or a wallet with you. There's a cover that opens on the bike And you can store that in there, but they have a huge locker system because all bags must be stored. Which is, which is unique. We we haven't seen something like that. We haven't. And I'll be honest, I was probably the annoying guest because I was in my wheelchair. I was very clear I wasn't riding, but I still was not allowed to take my purse down with me. I had to put my purse in a locker. There are 800 lockers. Oh, my gosh. They're divided, 100 (laughs) bank, 200 bank, 300 bank. I will tell you, if you have a large diaper bag backpack, you might have to pull some things out and take two lockers. But that's available to you, it sounds like. It sounds like it's- All three lockers, but it does limit how many people they're going to have waiting in queue because you need a locker. Your locker opens with a magic band or the QR code on the back of your- ticket the lockers that are available are lit up the lockers that are used are dark you get your number the announcement keeps telling you remember your number so remember (laughs) your number okay head over to the ride take that quick takeoff head outside see it all come back in exit the ride and very cool you can see if you're being a little nosy as you're loading your backpack then it looks like there's a fake wall on the back of your locker. And the reason is you're going to exit to a hallway that is the backside of the lockers, kind of like the backside of water. (laughs) Um, And here it's opposite. Only the used lockers are lit up to try and help you find yours, use your magic band or room key to open it. There was a cast member in that area. There was a family there as I was getting my bag saying, We can't get our locker open, so they will help you. They'll have you verify your contents, and then you're good to go. Anything else that we haven't talked about? I mean, it's it's so new, and it's going to be so much fun. I'm I'm glad you got to get down there 
you've given us a really solid breakdown of, of the experience. What have we missed? So I know this will shock everybody. <laughs> if you've noticed on the Disney website, the Space Mountain gift shop is currently closed. Why? It's going to do double duty and it will be part of the Tron gift shop. Right. It was not active yet, but that bridge that I told you I was standing over to watch the cars launch, the trains launch, I should say, will have a camera. So you'll be able to pick up your digital picture by Genie Plus. That digital picture is going to be included. And you're good with that. Cool. The other thing is, if you've watched the movie Tron, you know that it's all about this series of blue lights and the shapes. So that canopy that you were talking about, Jeff, is made up of all little triangles. And it is lit up during the day, but because it's so bright, it's hard to see. It is way cooler to see that canopy at night. And everybody I spoke to who rode daytime and nighttime said, definitely get back at night for the ride. Well, it sounds like a really awesome experience. I'm glad you got a chance to take a look at it. I'm, I'm hoping as I get down there over the next visit or so that I will get a chance to. I'm sure everybody that is listening today is is now waiting to get on. Thanks for your expertise and have a great week. You too. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share on your Facebook and Instagram for other Disney fans to enjoy. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. <laughs>